As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Stay tuned for Perry Talk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. From the small in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings skirting fields and meadows and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole. Others may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. Up until they have been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts. around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio. Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com. Paratalk yeah. Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hunts, foot, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is the product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and periscope.com. Contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York, engineered by John Winter. We are Rock New York's only paranormal talk radio show. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice to be here. I know, I'm so happy. I missed you guys so much. I was actually... I have a lot going on right now. You aren't the only one. I think we all do. I mean, it's just, it's been, it's and that I'm time sad. of the year. I was so sad. 
sad. I missed you guys so much, and I really wanted to. I really wanted to see you. And did you see that tomorrow they're starting that whole snow thing again over with a foot of snow? Fuck them bitches. That's what they're saying. Another foot. I wish I could find something else in a foot. <laughs> I was talking about a Reese's peanut butter cup. Lies, lies, lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot going on today. Um, goodies. I'm, oh, goodies. There we go. I, I really am excited about our guest tonight because um, he is an actor, um, a uh, cartoonist. He's developed some of the, the, the biggest names in superhero fantasy land. He, he actually, what? Rusty Gilligan is our, is our uh, guest tonight. And he, awesome. um, if you Google him, he developed um, the artwork for um, Captain America, the Avengers, the Walking Dead, Heavy Metal, Spider-Man 2 and 3. He's been a part of all of that um, with the comic books and stuff. Um, he also um, played on Little House on the Prairie. As who? I don't remember. Um, oh, but I he was on the, that name now that you just Yeah, um, but he was on there as well. And uh, he also, um, I'm trying to what else he played in and there was something else as well. oh Pete's Dragon he was the voice for Pete's Dragon not the dragon itself but for some other character I think I love um, but we'll that. find out more I mean I'm just guessing here but I know that he's he's uh, I was trying to make my face recognize me and Doctor Who he worked, you know did some stuff for Doctor mm-hmm. Who as well which um, people like Robert would love so um have on here already. Who can it be now? Well, believe it or not, my phone's not. There we go. Let's try this way. So, did you t- did you put me back on as a moderator or whatever? Oh shoot, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. What else? All right, so um, who can it be? Robert, Eric, Penny, Eric Harrison. Uh, Where are we? Heather Palermo. Heather, I tried talking oh, to you. Oh, Melissa Often. Yeah. Hi, Melissa. Uh, Jay Onyx. Hello, Hi, Jay. Hi, Melissa. Um, Savannah. Stephanie is on. Um, my hair looks terrible tonight. Oh, Whatever. Stop. I don't care. Oh, even Pat. Matthew, my best friend, is on here. Matthew yeah. Pellegrino. Hello, Matt. It's nice to see you. So tonight's going to be an awesome show. We're talking to the... Did the, you see Penny? Yes, Penny's on here, too. Penny so, and Eric. So there's quite a few people on popping on. Stephanie? So we have got a really cool show for you. He's even got a ghost story for us. Ooh. Um, I'm getting excited because we are. Listen, you know I'm a freaking. I know I love you're Marvel. a Comic Con and you're Marvel. I Marvel. Yep, yep. And you're gonna hey, love Daniel. it, hey Daniel. Benoit. It says here that Rusty has been a fixture in comics since 1978 with credits including Marvel, DC, Big Bang, Image, Heavy Metal, and more. His film work includes the original Heavy Metal, Spider-Man Two, Three, and more recently Captain America, The Avengers, and the he stopped playing. Um, he also created the. What playing? Um, it looks like it's buffering. Oh, it's buffering. Is it, is it alive? Is like, it connected to the correct Wi-Fi? It doesn't have to be. Is it charged? Is it charged yeah, right charged now? Too, yeah. Hi, mm-hmm. Chris. Yep, <clears throat> they are all telling me. Yeah, fuck them bitches. <laughs> That's what Heather said. Uh, they're all saying it stopped playing. Right when 
head with saying the guest was on Little House on the Prairie. Oh, my God. That's been a while ago now. Mm. Well, that's no fun. Well, that's no fun at all. That's, that's definitely no fun at all. That's, that's definitely no fun at all. See? See? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Better make sure it's still connected. Man, this keeps buffering on me. That's what, that's what Jan, Daniel just said. And Benoit. I love Daniel Benoit's name. Because yeah. it looks like Benoit. <laughs> Facebook might have got mad about the use of vagina. Well, if I really used the vagina, they'd vagina. really get mad. <laughs> vagina. I love the word vagina. I love the word happy and vagina in the same sentence. Happy vagina? Uh-huh. I love to have a happy vagina. <laughs> Sounds like a midnight snack to me. <laughs> Not right now, friend. Not right now. <laughs> that was Brian. Huh? Did you say Brian? <laughs> what? I said, not right now, friend. Not right now. No, I didn't. I, that's what I, I like it. I said, not right now, friend. Not right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard I Brian. Really, I really didn't say Brian. I said friend. You were thinking of Brian. I don't know who Brian is. He'll be here any minute. Jeez. Is he actually coming? No, I don't want him uh, coming. I don't know if he's even bring heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. the kind of show in store for you today, guys. All right, so I'm going to restart that. The buffering is crazy, Heather said. Yeah, it's that shit. Yes. Hey, they screw with us. The least we can do is give a little vagina. <laughs> yes, Robert, I agree. Ooh, three and a half bars. Why don't you just hook it up to the, uh, you know. No, hook it up to the house Wi-Fi. It's only like, you know. Just make do, 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 do. Gross. <laughs> Wolf Productions, right? Wolf Pro. Yes. That's the network. Then you need the password, right? Password. Oh. Oh. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> It's not doing anything. Humana, humana. Is this thing on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried getting all the schmutz, the schmutz off of here. The schmutz is driving me crazy. Come on, come So you got out of this one? We're on again? Yes, I'm... Uh... Brush my hair. Well, you have at it. I might as well do it while we're not being seen. Wait, so, just in case nobody else has told you. Wait, just in case nobody else. Oh, did he message you? Yeah. I'm so sad about the hole in my butt. What? I'm just finding this out. 
John. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I had Where do you think people. poopy falls out of? Well, I wrecked I didn't know I had a hole in my butt, though. You just thought the crack went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> was I'm talking about the hole in my, my cardigan thing. Oh, in your sweater, in the butt of your sweater. Right. Sweaters don't have butts. Well, it, it does, but because it's exactly where it falls. It's over your... It covers over my butt. You want to show a nice spot. So if I put it around in the front, it will look like my vagina. <laughs> Well, maybe, uh, maybe that's for fun and games. Oh, fun and, fun and games, you say? Well, now you can do things when you're cold and still wear your sweater. <laughs> and I'm naked underneath it, I take it. I, I take it. Well, at least I, I, partially nude. If something is. <laughs> maybe you just have crotchless pants to go with it. That, well, that could be. See? Because I'm a little bit of a freak. Of <laughs> if only you could see John's eyebrow going. <laughs> now I'm thinking of you. And what? I said, now I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Stop it, John. Salivating. Good thing this table's hiding everything else. <laughs> <laughs> jacket is all right. So, all right. So, we, it should be back Ew. up. Ow. It should be back up now, guys. Um, <laughs> who said it was down? I mean, <laughs> wow. Oh, we are. This has gone to the 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 what do you call it there? Yeah, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. It's atrocious, even. Mm-hmm. Who said that? But so, it's quite fun. It's <laughs> good to be bad. All right, so. so Thing. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. What I was saying was, is that uh, reading Rusty's um, thing I did here, not he's, find it. Yeah, he he's done a lot. So no, no, no. Oh, you're talking about the live feed. Yeah, I am not finding it. Yeah, it's it's there. You are here. Mm-hmm. You are here because Ted says so. <clears throat> yeah. And therefore, it's so. therefore, therefore it's the truth. It's there because uh, everybody's back on now. Oh, there. We go. Hello. Hi, Janelle. How's that? Um, so, Hello, Kelly, darling. Um, and I was Robert saying, let's, let's back up since we lost our, our live video feed there for a second. Eric. Um, I'm just going to see everybody's name. Okay. Well, Hi, Kristen. If you, if you take a look um, on the page and look at uh, uh, his description or bio, all that is on there. But uh, it's impressive and uh, hell of a... I don't know if cartoonist is the right word, but I think it is. Um, uh, Rusty, are you with us? I'm here now. Hi, Ooh, Rusty. Hi, Rusty. Hi, how are you guys? For some reason, I was having a little bit of a problem calling in. Oh, that's oh. so weird. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, you know how it is with the Internet and everything. It's like tying two soup cans together, but for some reason... <laughs> It just kept, I, I was listening to you guys, someone was singing, someone was saying something dirty, really piqued my interest there, and all of a sudden, it started hesitating, so. That, that uh, would be me for both of them, Rusty. <laughs> wow. I, no, it, it's not that I hesitate a lot, it's that I was being naughty and I was singing. <laughs> wow. 
But I'm naughty, I sing too, but I got arrested for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so, so um, Robert wrote what I was going to tell you. That's the word. Hey, no. So how is everybody tonight? I'm quite well, and yourself? I'm hoping that the connection stays well, because for some reason, there's just little hesitations. Right. Well, there yeah. is a delay. There is a delay. About three seconds. Oh, no, it's not a delay. It's like uh, it, it's like every half second, there's like a, like a, a pause. Right, there it's should be. It's not like I'm getting like the full thing that you're saying. Oh. Oh. That's terrible. I don't. Uh, I'm sorry about that. No, it may not, it may not be on your end, but we are having a hard time hearing you though. You're a little tinny, but are you on a, a house phone or a cell phone? Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm on a house phone. Can you hear me better now? I can. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. good now. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, we just want to make sure you're loud enough for video and stuff. That's... So feel free to be loud and, and obnoxious even. <laughs> I always Obnoxious am. I can do. I like that. I like that. Okay, perfect. So why don't we... Like butter. Yeah, like butter. <laughs> so why don't we get down to... What do we actually... What is your actual, like... Title. title or job? What are we? Are you a cartoonist? Are you a no. animatist? Bullshit animatist. artist. <laughs> Animaniacs. <laughs> Sorry. How about I think I always tell people I'm a jackass of all trades. Oh, I love it. <laughs> nice. You should make a teacher. Oh my God, you should. That'd be cool. You know what I that tell would... people? You know what I tell people? I tell people that um, I'm an entertainer because I started out as a child actor. I got into uh, I did an apprentice thing with the radio in uh, in California. I was on uh, 95.5 KLOS for a short time, and I got into wrestling. I've been doing comic book art and film art for a long time. Um, I still do some acting. I still do some voiceover work. I'm basically an entertainer. Hi, Anita. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, no, it's a tell lot us. of fun. You know, it it's a lot of fun. Some people make an ass out of themselves. I do it for money. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, you oh, know, God. what can I say? Uh, we do it just because. For, for shits and giggles. Yeah, for because. for yeah for, for S and G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, where did you start out as as a child actor? What what movies? Or uh, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I I, uh, I I only had a mother and grandmother that raised me. I didn't have a father at, uh, at the time. And um, my mother had said, would you be interested in doing, you know, acting school? I was really little. And I tried it. You know, I also tried arts and crafts and a number of other things, like all kids do. And- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And uh, I got into the acting school, and while I was there, someone was there and said um, to my mother, would you be interested in having him take part in a play? And she's like, oh, that's wonderful, blah, 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 blah. Of course, it's great, you know, it's easy to volunteer your Mm -hmm. child. Hey, you want to do a play? You know, okay, Mm -hmm. what's a play? You know, so I went ahead and and did the play, and... um, then uh, the play moved to Broadway, and wow. I actually played on Broadway. Uh, the play was called Family Affair, uh, no relation to the show and, at the time, back in the 60s. And um, it was a lot of fun. And then we moved to California, which was uh, basically the, the play went on tour. So we moved to California. The play went on at... Uh, the Golden Mall Playhouse, which was a huge theater um, that it's not around any longer, that was in Burbank, California, which is the basically was the capital of studios at the time. Everybody thinks Hollywood, but Burbank was really the capital of studios at the time. And after about 13 weeks of performing, the play continued to tour, and we stayed. And that's where I basically got into doing television and commercials and on and on and on. And I enjoyed a pretty cute career as a child actor. I did over 150 commercials. Um, I just loved, you know, I just loved doing all that. It was such a a great time to do it, too. Um, for uh, For every kid that was out there, there was constant work. Today, it's a huge fight. Uh, you know, and and oh, one wow. person will do like ten different commercials. He's the the it boy or the it girl, or on and on and on. But back then, there was so much work, and uh, it was it was great. I did commercials huh. for like Seven Up, and the, I did the Olympics and uh, Magic Mountain um, candy bars. I did stuff for Mattel. Uh, I did a lot of charity commercials. I did a lot of Saturday morning lead-in commercials. It was great. Cool. It was a lot of fun. I, Television I, I back was, then was so much better too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was saying I'm jealous because that was one place that I've always wanted to perform was on Broadway. I've done the the the, the localized touring. I've gone from mm-hmm. East Coast to you know traveled the East Coast for for jobs and. Um, I've done some amazing things in my life, but that was one place that I've always wanted to go was Broadway. So. Well, I'll tell you something that's kind of funny about being on Broadway. When you're an actor, you think of things like being on Broadway, 
winning an, a, a Tony or winning an Academy Award, uh, on and on and on, getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know, it, they're they're all uh, they're all steps on the ladder. You know, they're they're all you know peaks of your career. But right. when you're a little kid, Broadway is just another theater. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, right. today. Right. If somebody said Broadway, I'd be like, oh, my God. And aside from my jaw, probably everything else would fall because I'd be in shock. But back then, <laughs> it was just a playhouse. I did right. summer stock in uh, New Jersey, and wow. um, I did a couple of musicals for a couple of summers. And that was amazing, too, because you're under giant tents with hundreds of people watching you know, these stages and it's literally like being under a huge tent outside with a wedding. You know, it's just that kind of thing. People pay hundreds of dollars to see these beautiful uh, plays, Rodgers and Hammerstein and on and on and on. And they're just, they're, they're beautiful. But you don't think of it that way when you're a kid. You think of it as being, you know, do you know your lines? Yep. Do you have to use a bathroom? Yep. Let me fix your hair. Okay. A little bit of makeup. <laughs> Are you ready to go on? Yep. Get on stage. Forget your lines. Everybody scrambles around you. All of a sudden, you know, you get the itch. You stand up rather than sitting down or you run across the stage. You know, you hit your mark. You hit everybody else's mark. Everybody wants to hit you. And then you go home and the first thing you think of is, you know, fried chicken, ice cream. Oh, my God. Super Friends is on tomorrow. You know. It's not the it's not the same. So it was it was it was quite a it was quite an interesting thing. When I got older, then everything started to click and I had a, a ball. I, I really did. But you know, it's it's like it's it would be like saying your dad's a famous baseball player. Well, you go to the ballpark, you throw around the ball a couple of times. You run around the, you know, you run around the field, and the umpire chases you, and you know, eat too many hot dogs, throw up, eat more hot dogs, throw up, then fall asleep in the car and have to be carried in. And then when you get older, you're like, "This is my dad's baseball card. Oh my god!" You know, and show him off to right. all the friends. You know, my friend wants a signed ball and whatever. That's the way it was. You know, I kind of grew up into it over the years. Well, I just always wanted to sing on Broadway. I didn't want anything else. I just wanted to sing Broadway, and that was it, you know, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I would rather talk about you, actually. <laughs> so you said you wanted to sing on Broadway. That's uh, that's pretty good. I know a lot of people that sing um, on Broadway. Usually the cops come along and tell them to move along, though. But, you know, that's that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been somebody told comes been somebody comes along and says, "How would you like a little exposure?" And then they open their coat. You know, it's 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 a different kind of industry. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Robert, hold your line. I know I know Robert's going to have a saying for he, that. Well, so. before he said that, he said, mm, "Mystery meat hot dogs, loverly." <laughs> well, just so you know, Russ. Oh my God, got, got, I love hot dogs. Yeah, we we have some big comics that just that, that they are our fans. They are our favorites, and they just you know, all of our fans are are should I say dedicated to us, and yeah. they are they're very very they're, good fans. They're and, good friends. They are hilarious. That's awesome. Um, you know they're that's awesome. They're, you know when awesome. the inter you know I I when I was in acting. You know, there there was 
there was no internet, and there was also no cell phones, no overnight, whatever. Right. Right. Whatever, you know, no fax, no modem, no FedEx, blah, blah, blah. My standard, you know, hey, would you like to do a comic panel? And then I bore people with what there wasn't rather than what there was. So <laughs> it's so different. But today, you know, there's there's no barrier anymore because the Internet, people can make their own comics. They don't have to worry about being hired by an editor or being good enough. They can deem themselves to be good and do their own work. They can put on their own podcasts, their own radio shows. They can do whatever they want. And it's funny because we can't really say we have fans anymore. You know, and we we now have, you know, these these incredible acquaintances online. And I, I call them supporters, contributors and supporters. And yeah. I think it's, it's, it's wonderful because as much as the Internet is to blame for, you know, just about you know, every hair in your armpit, you know, and every occurrence that happens, <laughs> bad or good. It just literally seems like, you know, it's opened up a lot. And, you know, it's true with everything that's going on in the world, all, all the social nonsense, all the politics and all the BS, you know, if you look for, for bad, you'll find it under every rock. But right. there's so much good out there, and I very much enjoy a lot of the supporters and the contributors. Um, I talk to friends. See, I'm one of the oddballs because, um, for me, my thing is I like to talk to people. So what I do is is I leave my Facebook open on um, public so people can send me chat messages, and I answer them. I leave my chat open 24-7. And people are always chatting me up and on and on and on. I put it on voice to text and I continue to work. Or people call me and I put it on, um, you know, speaker and I continue to work. And I have no problem. And then, you know, when they're done, then, you know, I kick the cat and punch the wall and say, oh, my God, how stupid they are. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I put on, you know, put on other other things, you know. And, and the great thing about the way the, the contributors are is that, a lot of people are looking for support of their own projects. Right. And it's right. not just like, you know, hey, my daughter can tap dance, put her on your show. You know, it's not like that. It's like, you know, I do artwork as well, or I'm a writer also. And I've actually hired contributors and, and quote-unquote fans to do projects along with us. I've actually turned some of their stories into comic book work. I've used their artwork for projects. Um, and and I enjoy it. What's that? I said, I'm psychic Cindy, by the way. <laughs> you said I've turned some of their stuff. And I'm like, oh, let me just tell them. I'm and you should have known that I was going to say all of this in advance. What the hell? <laughs> Listen, I tried. I tried out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that should be like your standard tagline. So somebody says something. Oh, that's fascinating. I knew you were going to say that. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. <laughs> well, hopefully Rusty um, is going to be at the. Paracast. I predict we're going. I predict we're going to lose you in the next couple of minutes. Click. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as of. What I'm trying what? to no, I'm uh, uh, Rusty is um, planning on having Rusty at the Rochester Winter Parafest. Yay! So, so everybody can come down and meet him. I'm... Oh my God! Will you draw Wonder Woman for me? <laughs> no. 
And you knew I was going to say that. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Um, One of the things that I do when I go to shows is I tell Mm -hmm. people, if you bring stuff for me to sign, I don't charge anything to sign anything. So if people bring, you know, some of the some of the videos that I've worked on or some of the books that I've worked on, just bring them. I, I actually have been to shows where people have brought 10, 20 things, and I don't. It doesn't bother me, you know. If I'm doing uh-huh. something with somebody, I'll do like one or two, and then say hold on, and I'll get back to everything or whatever. And the other thing that I do is is I bring with me um, a special trading card. I, I make because uh, I. I really enjoy trading cards, promo cards and trading cards. Yes, um, I, I actually too. bring with me uh, an exclusive card. So there'll be an exclusive winter Parafest card. And it'll have the name of the show on it. And it'll have some original art. And it'll be free at my table. People can walk up and I'll sign it and just hand it to them. Um, I've had people come up and say, hey, I'm a teacher, and, you know, I'd like one for each kid in my class and blah, blah, blah. And I always tell people, you know, they're free. And on the back of every card, you can download free comic books online. So it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. But I've been doing that for years. I've done at least over 200 cards. Wow. Uh, So I have done work on one of my favorites. The Wonder Woman is my DC favorite, but well, I'll tell you what. You show up at the you show up at the show. I have a, a special Wonder Woman print that I had done, and um, I don't release it to the public. It's just it's just something that I show, and okay. um, I'll make sure that you get a copy. <gasps> oh my gosh! I'm gonna die right now. <laughs> Oh, nothing. Oh I'm not gosh. giving you mouth to mouth. Listen. <laughs> so, so Spider-Man was my jam. I between He-Man, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was on standings back in the day, people. Remember? Oh. Um, after I, but Spider-Man was on during the week, and I watched him without fail. Like, He's my all-time. See, and, and I love. A... I mean, he's ahead, he's, like, he's my godson's favorite hero is Spider-Man. He's six years old and he has autism, um, and he loves Spider-Man. That's his that's his thing. Yeah. And, well, you know um, what it is? is? Spider-Man is a very endearing character. When yeah. when the character was created, it was at the dawn of. Um, Marvel's like like second age or Marvel's third age, um, mm-hmm. you know, Marvel had other characters that they were pushing, and like DC had gone through its revitalization. There was a new Superman, yeah. a new Batman, a new Wonder Woman, blah blah blah, and then they would create new characters. Like there was a different Flash, a different Green Lantern. Marvel had just created these characters and they became staples of mm-hmm. um you know a, a, an entire cornerstone of pop culture today spider-man oh. was this teenager who was struggling and his witty between his witty banter and him being very fluid with his swinging uh on the mm-hmm. on the web and and on and on and on his unusual powers he really became an instant favorite 
Um, there were others as well because, you know, uh, there's a lot of parallels. You know, a lot of people said the Fantastic Four was based on, you know, DC's Challengers of the Unknown, uh, possibly. You know, X-Men was very popular. It was a very right. uh, political-slash-racist undertone comic. The Hulk was wow. uh, uh, kind of a Frankenstein, in a sense, Thor being, you know, the god of thunder. And then the Avengers was the merging of all of them. You know, there's that famous golf game with the heads of both companies talking about, you know, oh, they're going to make a Justice League. Oh, we should make a group. And then all of a sudden the Avengers come out with the popular title characters. And then, of yeah. course, Captain America, the hero of World War Two. But Spider-Man always had a piece of everyone's heart. Either yeah. it wasn't just that you loved him or you hated him. You adored him or you read him. Very few people ever said they didn't like Spider-Man. It was yeah. literally, you know, that was their Superman. I mean, yeah. the you know, well, Superman I, and Lone Ranger had those giant qualities that just endeared them to the fans. Right. Spider-Man well, is just amazing. And Rusty, I worked I on, um, what's that? I was just going to say that, like with my godson, uh, I find that mm-hmm. a lot of the, the um, children with autism seem to relate better to Spider-Man than to yeah. Uh, yeah. some of the other characters. They really do. And I well, think he's that's had so many opportunities to be in okay. the forefront. He's had his uh, appearances on television. He's had his appearances in the films, um, multiple comic books. He was on the Electric Company for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, uh, on and on and on and on. And and he has been, um, you know, he has been literally like a trademark character for Marvel. You can't imagine one without the other. He was the epitome right. of New York. He was the epitome of heroics. He was the pit- epitome of growing up. Uh, when I first started reading Spider-Man. He was going through problems, and I was going through problems. And it was interesting to see that he was, like, strong enough to kick ass and kept it all in check. Had to keep pretending he was the meek little humble Peter Parker. And a lot of times where you want to lash out, you think about a character like that. He could have done it with some horrific results, and yet he kept everything in check. Right. There were some huge lessons Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I think that's why the kids relate to him so much, you know. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. 
It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I, I really think that um, with Wyatt, my godson, I just, he, he has to have his socks or Spider-Man, his T-shirts, his, awesome. his dolls, his, his he, he even, if we go through like McDonald's and they have the little, you know, Marvel, right. the little Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And, mm-hmm. and all these to have them all and you know and uh, I, I just I, I try I even got him the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. and he does mm-hmm. he doesn't care movies as much as he does the, the cartoons animation. he likes mm-hmm. the animation cartoons, better, yeah. he'll throw into them though I think so well, he's larger than life. life I mean that's yeah. really he he's very colorful yeah he is yeah I, I think it's awesome. So, but now we have Deadpool too, and Deadpool, Deadpool is like yeah. just a little further than. I love Deadpool. I love Deadpool. I, love, but listen, my heart is with Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter yeah. Parker's well, got I my heart. I get it. So, that's all right. <laughs> you know, comic I, books I, are comic books are an amazing, uh, an amazing escape uh, vehicle. You know, reality. we have the, the the movies and we have the comics and on and on and on. But, you know, the idea of a masked man or a masked woman in, in some cases and, you know, the idea of fighting evil and trying to come out on top and on and on and on is something that goes literally all the way back to the Revolutionary War. And comics are just a personification of of these amazing feats that people have done. There's actually been comic books that, you know, that that, that have nothing to do with superheroes, westerns, war yeah. comics, you know, there's been comics about romance, comics about nurses, they're colorful portrayals. And you know, I've, I I know people who say, "Wow, I just read that series for like the 10th time and I'm always mm-hmm. finding something new." It's it's just that way. You know, uh, Heather, we're, we're, sorry, sorry, Rusty. One of our, one of our fans was just saying that no one tops uh, Norrin Rad. Yeah, <laughs> Silver Surfer is fantastic. Yeah, fantastic yeah. creation. Yeah, they love Thor and Wolverine. Amy says. I mean, so there's a lot of superheroes. Robert yeah. White, of course, this is the Tick. I've never seen it. Tick, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I had this really weird but funny idea because we're trying to raise money for the for the uh, benefit. But um, mm-hmm. Paratalk Radio, the radio show you're on, we we fund this ourselves. You know, it doesn't come from sponsors or anything else. But we're trying to come up with a T-shirt. So I was thinking. Send Rusty a couple pictures, and maybe he can make us a couple su- superheroes for the supernatural world. Oh, that's Wouldn't interesting. Be cool? That would that be would great, be... sure. Yeah. That would be That'd cool. be great. <laughs> to me, my boy. I, I, love, I do a lot of charity work. I've worked with um, American Heart Association. I've worked with uh, comic book covers for cancer. I've done tons of work for um, uh, animal charities. That's my big thing, and animal shelters. I donate about 30% of what I do to animal charities. Uh, I very Mm -hmm. much enjoy them. Um, I also work with 
you know, smaller organizations like the Inkwell Awards, which is a an organization that uh, talks about you know comic book inking and and basically teaches people about the the medium of inking and uh, a number of others. I mean, I won't bore you with them all, but um, you know, St. Jude's Hospital and on and on and on. I very much enjoy it. You know, it's it's hard because I grew up extremely poor and had absolutely no help. And I don't think that anybody could survive these days with no help. So yeah, to me, that, I love no. giving back. That's the truth. That's a spoken truth. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. out there. I mean, I'm seeing couples that are that both both parents are working, especially young generation yeah. to survive. And it's like they still have to go. I hate to say it, but and I'm sure that you know I'm never calling anybody out, but they still have to go get food stamps because they don't have enough money with both right. parents working. You know, yeah. my mother did. No, my no. mother did too. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. No, I told we, we have four boys, and I told them all. I said there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. A real man with integrity knows when to ask for help. You can't do everything on right. your own. Right. You can't. I agree with that. And, and such, right, and there's such a stigma though against people who have to get help. Well, there and shouldn't I think be. And I agree with you. Yeah, completely, well, right? well I, and I'm going to throw. I've been a single mom. I've had to ask for help. I'm going to throw this in there because, like, to. my father, 22 um, year vet, mm-hmm. um, he mm-hmm. was in the Korean War. He, you know, he's been involved in a lot of for the military, like you know, like I said. And so when we oh, say, "Hey, we me. need to go to the food pantry to you know grab some extra food from mom and dad and stuff," he won't even mm-hmm. allow us to bring it in the house. Well, we could go get it, but he won't allow us to even bring it in the house. Wait, that's from well, the food pantry? Yeah, he doesn't accept you help and share like that. He hmm. just doesn't. I was born I was born in the sixties and the generation before me, um, they they were and and before, obviously. Um, right. pride was just sewn into the very structure of them. And right. it's it's very hard to ask for help. Back that? then you see, the thing is, is that it's not that they don't ask for help. It's not that they don't want to ask for help. The thing is, is that back then, help was automatically given. A neighbor had a problem. People would bring them soup. Somebody would come over and mow their lawn. Somebody would take their dog for a walk. You know, it was it was a totally different uh, head. It was a totally different frame of mind. Society was so different. Today, you have to ask for help, and and it's almost like you have to get down on one knee to ask for help. And there are people, I see them online every day. They go to Kickstarter, Patreon, you know, something else, something else, and they're looking for donations. And I was looking at one just the other day, and it was, you know, this family, and, and they lost everything in a fire, and they were looking, and people were donating clothes, and they were donating food, and they said, you could stay with us, and they were donating money through some campaign. And then, I like every nosy Parker on the, on the, the Internet, I kept just clicking links over and over. What's the next one? What's the next one? So I clicked the next one, and it's like, oh, my car won't start. I need a better car so I can go to work. Okay, that's interesting. And then the next one, I really want to go to Disneyland and take the kids for a week and blah, blah, blah. So it, the, the notion of asking for help has become so strained that people are sometimes a little leery of giving help. But right. back then, help was automatically given. I mean, you right. know, they'd come over and, you know, paint their house or they'd have like a barn raising. As dumb as it sounds, 
these are, you know, American tenants. These are, you know, uh, world tenants, people used to help. And right. now well, it's become know, a little bit more selfish and, and a little bit more scary to help people. I was talking to some friends of mine who mm-hmm. are uh, Puerto Rican. And, Don't uh, they say came right that. Before. You know you have no friends. Come on. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. That's it. Anyways, um, they were telling me that they still, over in Puerto Rico, they still do it where, like, say, Halloween or a big party, like their whole neighborhood would get together and throw tables out mm-hmm. in the middle of the street. And they That's would right. still have... Everybody brought a dish to pass, and, and they still do that today. They wow. turn up the music in their house, they open all the doors, and they help mm-hmm. each other, which I think is amazing. Right. We used to they do that. When I was a, they did it when I was a kid. We used to have block parties all the time. People right. used to drag their barbecue right into the street, and the cops would, would uh, put up, like, barricades and stanchions from one side to the other, and they'd say, does everybody agree that, you know, this is going to be blocked off? And the whole neighborhood would be like, yep, and then, okay, Wednesday's the thing. And, you know, they'd sit yeah. there and they'd play ball in the street, and people would move their cars, and they'd mm-hmm. dance, and on and on and on. But, you know, it was a block party, and everybody used to share. You know, nobody right. thought about, you know, chipping in money because everybody chipped in something else you well, know the burgers were gone now there's the hot dogs the hot dogs are gone now there's something else or something else and right you know right. all the kids had been playing people would talk about it for months after right so well you know gone are those days uh pretty much because um you know now it's you know hey let's all get online and chat <laughs> right right, right. What, what were you going to say? Let's have a virtual gonna... hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> Back in. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah it, it has it changed. It is a very it, different it, It's place, changed yeah. a lot. I heard someone in the background, but it was so low I couldn't hear them. Yeah, well. So what he was saying, that's uh, Roman. Mm-hmm. And Romy was saying oh. that in the 60s, you know, you heard your doorbell ring. You got the coffee out. You got a coffee cake. You got, oh, right. you got, you got, you invited them in. Everybody and, came yeah. in. Yep. Come on in. My grandmother used coffee. to have the Entenmann's cakes. And used to, yeah. used to yeah. literally leave one. And she'd be like, don't you touch it. That's for whoever comes over. And then, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone knock on the door, and it would be like, bring it out, open the white package, you know, there it is, let's cut it up, a little butter loaf, it was so funny. Or cookies, there'd always be uh, be, uh, one of those metal canisters made by, I think it was Dak was the name of it, and they were those butter cookies in those little little papers from all over the world. All over the world, would you like some fancy foreign cookies? You know, the ones that cost $2 from the local market, but would you like some foreign cookies? But um, it's not like that anymore. Now it's like, fuck, someone's ringing the doorbell. Exactly. Why is the dog barking? Get the dog. Don't answer the door. I think they're they're Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't answer the door. So... That's what Roman just you know. said. He said now when he said now when you have your doorbell ring, people turn off their lights. They say get the gun. That's right. Yeah. You know. But I feel like I feel so bad because you know what's what's really literally dying now is trick or treating. When I was a kid, I lived in 
when we moved to California, I lived in Toluca Lake, which was a small area that straddled Burbank and North Hollywood. It was just like a like a uh, I don't want to say it's a community, but it's like a city within a city. And we would have these beautiful trick-or-treat nights. People would go this whole 10, 12-block area, this whole grid. The streets would be all lit up. People had to wait until it was dark. Everybody's doors were open. All the adults used to wear costumes. There were costume and masquerade parties. People were beeping their horns. It was great. It was great. No, no BS, no, no messing around or anything. It was very entertaining for a kid. And right. today I'm like, you know, now they have to, you know, you, you have to trick or treat, but as soon as it's dark, you have to come in. And now it's trunk or treat. Go to a parking lot and trick or treat out of people's trunks. I'm like, wow, well, let's go through the, let's go through the dumpsters also. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's God. terrible. That I know that terrible. in some places, like where I live, like Harper's Trailer Park, I mean, there's like 200 trailers there. So, you know, the kids, pretty much it's their own block party, you know, mm-hmm. that you could go right. from trailer to trailer to trailer. And they still do yeah. that today, which is good, you know. Yeah. So some places still have that. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I just and... feel bad that it's, it's something that we're losing because, right. you know, th- things like that really made my childhood. Like, I well, waited for weeks for, for Halloween. And then yeah. I, I had a ball going from one house to another. And and then when I got older, I took other little ones. And then when I had kids, we took them. And yeah. rain or shine, no matter what, we went out. We had a ball. And, and I would still do it today. I would still take the kids today and take other kids and on and on and on. But you just can't do it. Where we live, we haven't gotten one trick-or-treater in something like six years. Wow. And see, where I live, I don't usually get trick-or-treaters and where my mom and dad, where I grew up, um, here mm-hmm. in, where, where, the town that we're in is Ontario, where the studio mm-hmm. is. And we didn't get much trick-or-treaters out here. I live yeah. in Williamson. As the years have progressed, as my sons have gotten older, um, it, you see fewer and fewer houses with their lights on because they don't want to participate. Yeah. And now we just, now we just say those are the pedophile houses. <laughs> they're not. They're not I'll allowed. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something funny. <laughs> my, my friend said that he hasn't gotten trick or treaters in like five to ten years. I mean, he's in jail, oh. so obviously nobody's going to come to his, you know, his door. But he said he nobody comes and looks for candy. Uh, you know, at least nobody he wants to give. You know, so. Right. But you know, I guess maybe that's the wrong story. God, that, that's, that's hysterical. That's killing me because you you were saying that, Cindy, and I'm I'm thinking about a. a it, it has nothing to even do with it. It's just where my mind has been going tonight, and all I can think of is, like, don't go in the closet. That's where all the gay people are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God. I can say that's it. That's where the witches are. We know that's the no, broom closet. No, you guys closet. are in the broom closet. There's a difference. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Eric's like, oh boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'll be I mean, reading about I'll I'll be reading about you tomorrow on Huffington Post. They'll say, what did he say about gay people? <laughs> I'm allowed. Well, he well, said they're gay. so far back in the closet they're finding dust bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's when Playboy bunnies were played by men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
it. Stop uh, it. That's what they were called hairs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Long, beautiful hair. <laughs> yes, Eric. I get Eric in trouble for the thing. I get in trouble for the things I say because I don't believe uh-huh. in all this political correctness garbage. I I, I find <laughs> the funniest things are people. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what walk of life they are. It doesn't matter what color or what gender they, you know, they are or Wanna you be? Know, what they have between their legs or anything. Who the hell cares? If it's funny, it's funny. And the funny thing is, no matter how rude or how obnoxious or how stupid something is that you say, there's always somebody in the audience that laughs. There's always. Right. right. You know, it's it got to the point now where I'm almost afraid to say anything. Um, you, you you can't pat someone on the shoulder and say good job anymore because you know you're, you're it's sexual harassment or you're beating them up or or whatever. <laughs> Your Honor, I just tapped her on the shoulder to ask her, you know, so, can I have a pencil? And automatically, you know, that's she your hand with it, you know. Space, you know, yeah. This well, is... listen, I know what you're talking about. I know that reference. This yeah. is my dance space. Yeah, that is your dance. Well, space. reference, come on. It's, it's, uh, come on. Nobody puts baby in a corner. There you go. Okay. Right. <laughs> Listen, he keeps trying to get me. Mm. Whether it's music or another pop culture. Listen, I'm the I was com- going to say, you better watch what you're saying. I'm the comic. The sexual harassment. I'm the comic con <laughs> kid. I'm the comic con kid. Yeah, you are. I mean, you go. I love my comic that, That's one thing about, you know, Cindy Rusty that you probably don't know is she is that. She's I'm a, a nerd. Com- she's a nerd. She's a I'm comic a con kid. She loves all that stuff. She goes to I'm, California. She does. I'm not doing. It's the 50th, man. I would love to go to the 50th. I couldn't get a ticket to, to San Diego this year. Mm. Um, uh, but I'm going to Emerald City. Nice. In uh, Seattle. Nice. I just need a ticket, so I got to get the ticket. Nice. Got to get my plane. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Cool. I, I cool. used to, I love Disneyland. When I lived in California, we used to go to Disneyland mm-hmm. all the time. That was like the biggest thing in the world. 
It didn't matter if anything was special, like, uh, mm. you know, special celebrations or stars mm. or anything. It was like, oh, my God, they're going to Disney this weekend. We're going to, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. Keep up with the Joneses. So. I would have, I, I've never been to Disney. I can't say I've never been to Disney. I have been to Blizzard Beach. Okay. At Disneyland and that, or Disney World, and that is it. I have been to Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Studios, and um, oh, I've Mars. Been to- I've been to all of them uh, in my imagination. Oh, I've been to Universal Studios. Yeah, I've never. Yeah. My oh, parents were dirt poor too, so we. So I always imagined, hey, this is what was going on. This Jesse is what and happened, I, and Jesse, Je- Jesse, Jesse, and I went when she was young. Damn video again. <laughs> Buffering us. I don't know it's why it keeps doing that. It's not us. Are you doing video right now? Yeah. Yes. We're on um, oh, it's Facebook. A good, it's a good thing I can't see you then. Okay. Anyway, um, I did. <laughs> I went to Disneyland, Disney World. I went to Universal, uh, Knott's Berry Farm, Magic Mountain, Marineland, SeaWorld on two different, two different states. And then when I wrestled, I went to like a hundred different places, all kinds of small and, and large amusement parks and on and on and on. There used to be this really cool one. You're going to have to look it up on the net or anybody that can hear me. Let's look it up on the net. It used to be called Japanese Deer Farm, and it was a really cool quasi-amusement park that was in California, not too far from Knott's Berry Farm, and it literally looked like you were at a Japanese city. It was loaded with old-style buildings. There were temples and pagodas. There was deer that wandered. You'd put a dime in the machine, this little hand crank machine, turn it, and you'd get a little plastic deer with all of the food. And they used to throw it on the ground, and they used to let the deer eat or let the meat out of their hand. There was dolphin shows. There was those things where you would put, like, like 50 cents in and then put a penny in. It would mash the penny. And the, the wax figures and on and on and on. It was very unusual. Even for its time, it was very unusual. And then it just closed and disappeared. But if you look yeah. online, the pictures are gorgeous, and everything was gorgeous about it. Japanese yeah, deer farm. Even though it was not the most exciting place to be, I won't lie. It wasn't, you know, roller coasters and concerts like you see today. Mm-hmm. But it was so enjoyable, and the food was amazing. And, um, wow, little things like that. And another thing that was really cool was Santa's Village in California. It was all year round basically the North Pole and Santa was there and there were elves and there were real reindeer and and kids would get into harnesses and fly and they'd sled even though there was no snow they would you know sled and there would be skiing and there'd snowball fights and there was all kinds of rides the food was amazing and there was singing and it was Dutch village it was just cool but you know again just like uh, the trick-or-treat thing you know a lot of that stuff is gone now so, it was great though. But uh, I, so I looked it up and I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I have unusual right. tastes anyway, so maybe you know it could be just me, but I I I enjoyed it at least anyway. 
Okay, so this is what we got to do. We have to taper. We have a uh, lady on the phone. Um, we have started a new live feed again. Um, How many fingers am I holding up? Three. Four. <laughs> oh, see, it's not working. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. And, and, and we're crooked. <laughs> Let's just say I'm telling you to look up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a new quick, and then we're going to do a couple commercials. So hang on there, Mr. Rusty. Don't go anywhere. And uh, we'll be back. All right, it's news time with Miss Heather Palermo. She's got good stuff for us today. Hopefully, it's uh, it's really good. Hello, Heather. Hello. Hi, Heather. I miss you. Hi. It's it's you, Virginia Delphi, idea. What's that? Oh, never mind. Trying to get Delphi impression, and you totally ruined it. Way to go. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we've got some cryptids in the news this week. Um, in Muncie, Indiana, near the Prairie mm. Creek Reservoir, a huge flying object has been seen shaped like a bat. Now, shaped like a what? Bat. Oh, bat! Batman. A very large bat with a face. Okay. Oh, okay. Witnesses say that a military veteran, hunter, trapper, and farmer who lives in the immediate area um, had seen the winged being and described it as unlike anything he had ever seen before. It was flying just above treetop level, um, was easily visible to the witness, and of course him and his wife exclaimed, did you see that? (laughs) <laughs> so we had one witness see it nice well two two witnesses two. Him and, his All right. and uh, apparently there have been other reports about these winged humanoids flying around lake michigan um and the sounds of uh their wings in flight <laughs> is enough to break the stillness of the night Wow. Oh, Eric Harrison. He said, oh, no, it's man bat. No, 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 Batman. I know who man is. Yeah, the other one was Commissioner Gordon. All right, what else you got there, Miss Heather? Well, looks like we've got another Bigfoot sighting. He hasn't completely Ooh. gone away. He kind of went kind of quiet there for a while. But Provo, Utah, the Rocky Mountain Sas- uh, Sasquatch Organization has been following up on reports about his sighting in the Provo area. Um, in the foothills of East Provo, uh, they managed to catch it on video that was posted on YouTube earlier this month. Oh, 
um, that specifically nice. claims someone in the recording, look how huge he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's that guy that plays a cave and is just up there running around. Oh, <laughs> Oh, of course. <clears throat> That's funny. Um, and you know, apparently up to this point, there's been over 13 million views of that on, on the uh, YouTube channel. Wow. wow. It's his wow. brother 13 million times. I'm going to watch it one more time. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. We're so proud of him. <laughs> Is he so wearing his sweater? It's cold up there. Everybody <laughs> likes him so much. It's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got there, Southern? Well, we've got the chupa, uh, Chupacabra. And he's Ooh. continuing his little world tour and letting people know <laughs> that no livestock is safe. <laughs> He's right there next to the, the, the chalupa. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. The chalupa cobra. I was just going to say that. The chalupa cobra. See, I knew that line worked for you. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's somewhere well, amongst the. Most... Go ahead. Go ahead, Teddy. Oh, go... No, go ahead, Heather. I was just going to say uh, the latest case um, has been that the Chupacabra has ventured off to the African nation of Nambia, where shepherds reported close to 30 goats have been found completely drained of their blood. Wow. Well, it just couldn't be the cannibals using a straw and going, I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) They just got really, really big, big mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ginormous. Seven, sevens, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's one goat what? hanging back. There's one goat hanging back, going, eh, "I'm American Cred Cross." <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that's, funny. that's your that's your next cartoon or that's your next comic book is the Chupacabra. Yeah. <laughs> oh You've been very bad. <laughs> hey, Miss Heather, I know you want to say hi to Rusty, so go right ahead and say hi and stand, Rusty. Hello, hi, Rusty. How I'm are you? Such a huge fan. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, it's nice talking to you, too. I'm a big fan also. I produce a lot of wind. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) You don't want to know what I'm imagining. I just thought his his butt. I'm frightened what you might be imagining. Right. (laughs) I don't know. If you're imagining my butt, I think I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Rusty, you're going to get. I don't have time for this. Maybe later. (laughs) (laughs) You will uh, hopefully. 
You will hopefully have we'll be able to meet Heather. Um, we're going to try and have her at the Winter Para Fest with us. Yeah. Um, oh. She'll be at her talk radio. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, so bring something for him to sign. I'll, I'll, I'll start getting has, the stack we're ready now. Yes, he said, <laughs> he said that people have brought stacks for him to <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you join him. <laughs> All right, well, Heather, thank you so much for the news. Um, we're going to get moving to our commercials. Mr. David Seiler, hello. Thank you for joining us as well. And um, and Heather, we're going to talk tomorrow, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yay. And she told me I'm going to take a picture for her later. You need. I need to take a picture of you for later. I'm not like this. You're not. Okay. Whatever. All right. <laughs> we'll again. Thank you. Thank you again, My Heather. We, we will talk to you soon. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. All right, Rusty. Bye, Rusty. Hang, hang out, Rusty. <laughs> All right, couple commercials. We'll be right back. On February 23rd and 24th, the annual Rochester Winter Parafest makes its way to the Valley Oak Event Center in Geneseo, New York. This year, they're raising funds for Operation Buildup, a 5013C nonprofit organization that helps with vehicles and more. You get the chance to meet those from the hit television shows such as Naked and Afraid, Ghosts of Shepherdstown, A Haunting, Paranormal Survivor, and more. This two-day event will have vendors selling products such as the Metaphysical, Paranormal, The Unusual, products not so supernatural such as books, Lulro, Paparazzi, essential oils, and more. You can even come in and get yourself a psychic reading. So for $15 per day or $20 weekend pass, you can check out all the vendors, meet some TV celebrities, and maybe even gain a little knowledge of the paranormal. So February 23rd and 24th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day, the Rochester Winter Parafest 5th Annual Valley Oak Event Center, Geneseo, New York, 585-243-0500. And tickets are available online at TicketLeap.com and Eventbrite.com. Psychic Cindy, and since I was a young girl, I have been able to see, hear, feel, understand, and sometimes smell spirit guiding me to guide you. Through the years, I have helped many clients receive messages from spirit to aid in self-love, healing, and also to receive guidance towards steps for the future. Sometimes spirit doesn't always give you what you want, but they always give you what you need. Do you have an open mind to listen to the message? If the answer is yes, I would like to be there for you in your journey. I offer many services such as psychic medium reading, spiritual counseling, spiritual life coaching, regression, past life regression, and more. If you're ready to know how much room and clarity you can receive, how much you can have, how much you can feel, or even how inspired you can become, please send a You don't have to be local to get a message from Spirit. You can Facebook me at facebook.com backslash psychic Cindy, email me thepsychiccindy at gmail.com, Instagram, thepsychiccindy, Twitter, at psychiccindy1. 
Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, A Simple Guide to Paranormal Investigation, written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking for the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, the book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, the work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. <laughs> my uh, mom would tell me I would go blind if I kept hey, doing that. I, I was just trying. Go ahead. Is talking to the refrigerator. I was just trying to get the wrapper off of it. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's what I was Most doing. I was trying to get the, the wrapper on it. <laughs> <laughs> Robert said, Ted, stop tossing it. <laughs> what uh, I want to know is, after all these minutes, can I stop holding on? <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's turning funny shades of purple. <laughs> Please don't hold on and let it go. <laughs> oh, let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. <laughs> Good thing that you said that. I need ice. <laughs> okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So there was something I was going to do. Or, okay, hang on one second. Where was it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whatever it uh, was, I don't have... So don't waste it. Okay, so so uh, Robert, you said not with the hole in my butt, so it's not with the hole in my butt. <laughs> that was me channeling Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. <laughs> wow. Somewhere, somewhere, he's very flattered. <laughs> right. I listen. I, was, I see. I was a theater major in college. The first time around. Anyway, um, I used to do a Bob Dylan impression. I would crack up my theater teacher, <laughs> my professor, I should say, Colleen O'Mara. She freaking would die. She's like, Cindy, she's Bob Dylan? Yeah. Yeah, it's Bob Dylan. She'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> she would just, she'd be so like, I, listened, I actually listened to the commercials 
during the commercial yes. break, something I don't do. And I looked up Psychic Cindy on on Facebook. That's me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Good thing. Well, you know, if you... Hi. Hi. There's a, there's a button on the page that says click here for more. And then it says three ninety nine a minute plus tax. So forget that. <laughs> anyway, Listen, I'm just going to go into Photoshop. I'm going to cut your head off and just put it on all kinds of, you know, disgusting. Okay. Going in from heavy metal. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny part is, is what I'm always we have had on our show horror clowns. R R O R. Yes. Horror. Yes. Me, I say horror, horror, horror meaning like H-W-O-R-E. Horror. Right, right, O-R. right, right. <laughs> and so the guys, the guys are literally making jokes of that in here. They're going horror, and then and then that was Robert, and then Eric says horror or or what? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, if you actually can get on Facebook and just put it in that. Search Paratopedia. It's all one word. You'll actually find uh, us live right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can. What is it again? Paratalk Radio. So it's capital P-A-R-A, capital T-A-L-K, capital R-A-D-I-O. But it's all one word. All one word. Paratalk Radio. Mm-hmm. And wow. you'll see them here. Yep. I see it now. Um, Blocked. Okay, good. Blocked. Anyway, I was all happy, and I was all set to look at the page and everything, and right there in big letters, hello, I am a Nigerian prince, and I'm looking to give a beneficiary a million dollars. I said, sure <laughs> that. I'm, I've already done that route, and my butt hurts now, so I'm done. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Robert White is saying, Rusty, that is sexy in the bath voice for those prices. No, we know, we know who has the deep voice here. Yes. John, John. John uh, Invisible John, our radio guy here, he, he's got the, uh, the, the, the sexy man voice for uh, all the females out there. Uh, I don't. About. God damn, you do have a sexy ass <laughs> voice, though. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's got that bedroom voice, girls. Mm, baby. <laughs> you, you finger somewhere it doesn't need to be, and then it raises up 10 octaves. <laughs> it's like, hey, ladies, throw your panties at the radio. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's how. He'll make soup. John says he'll make soup. (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. Put put your hand on the screen and feel the love. (laughs) Can you feel the love tonight? (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. All right. So, uh, um,. Oh my God, John is very white, says Tether. <laughs> yes, he has that sexy voice. Yeah, so 
let's 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 talk about um how did you come about with working and doing the the, the Captain America, the Avengers, and how did you get into all this? Did somebody just see your artwork, or did you actually have to submit it, or well, how did that happen? I started ha- out. Um, I started out, like I said, as a child actor, and I had been doing art ever since I was a little kid. And mm-hmm. I had an agent at the time, very popular agent. She's passed away since. Her name was Mitzi McGregor. She was a huge agent. And um, at the time, she had said, would you be interested in doing a couple of pictures for my friend who's working on a show? And I said, sure, I would love to do that. So I went ahead and did a couple of pictures. You know, art is subjective. One person draws something, everyone likes it, and then there's one guy in the back that's like, you know, that sucks. And, you know, it, it just all depends. You know, it all depends. So the pictures came across, and they were like, oh, this is really good. I like these ideas. Really nice. So voice work at the time for children was limited to a few cartoons, maybe, you know, Peanuts, things like that, Saturday morning stuff. And they had said, would you be interested? She said, would you be interested in doing work for this film? And I'd be, I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. You know, I'd love to do work on a film. It's being, you know, it's, it's Canadian and it's this and it's that. And um, it wound up being the heavy metal film back in 1981. Um, right. About a year before, I did uh, some production artwork. And the first couple of dozen drawings that I sent in, they didn't like. And I was crestfallen, I was, because I was like, oh, my God, you know, I suck, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, keep doing this, keep doing that. And I kept pushing and pushing, and finally some of the stuff clicked, and it was it wound up, you know, they used it for, you know, their their promotions and for the production work. Um, pictures cool. of some of the zombies, pictures of some of the aliens from the film, awesome. et, cetera, et cetera. And then I just kept going. I, you know, always done... I started doing artwork for comic book shows, flyers, and did artwork for the fanzines and um, comic book buyer's guide and and a number of other magazines. I did ad work uh, all the time. I worked on a lot of advertising campaigns, Um, American Airlines, Cease Candy, uh, on and on and on over the years. And it came up to where... Uh, I had somebody come up to me and they say, have you ever done any comic work? And I said, sure, I've done a lot of comics. Um, I've even actually produced a few of my own. Would you be interested in working on a a film with us? Oh, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden, boom, dropped right in my lap. It was, you know, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. And... (laughs) And at the time, I was working with uh, another artist uh, named Tim Stiles, and we did artwork for for two, and we did artwork for three. And I started, uh, I lost touch with Tim. I started doing artwork for four, but four never came out. And um, four had a really intricate story, too, and it was very, very good. Uh, It's too bad that three tanked, Mm -hmm. because even though I enjoyed it, three was a bomb. And if it had come out, four would have four would have literally 
set the world on fire. Four was like another Superman. It was super amazing. But unfortunately, it, it never came to pass. And then I started doing trading cards for a few of the, the films through a company called Upper Deck. And all of a sudden, I got noticed and they said, we saw you work on blah, blah, blah. Would you be interested in working on this short film? And I said, sure. And then, you know, other films came up. It was Captain America and I did Avengers. And then I started doing aftermarket artwork uh, for other films. I, I did, um, which is basically after the film has already been done, released, sometimes even a decade later, um, you know, you do the the aftermarket work. And it could be that you're uh, doing the artwork for the box. It could be that you're doing artwork for a book uh, about the movie or something that's going to be used, you know, somewhere, basically. And I just started working on all of these, uh, you know, all of these projects. And after a while it was, you know, I started working on things like uh, Doctor Who, Night of the Living Dead. I did artwork for Vampirella, uh, a number of other things, uh, Alien, uh, the film, and uh, I, I had a ball. It was just great. And I did trading cards for a lot of those and Firefly and um, Aliens property. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those industries where um, you can do artwork for licensing is, like, incredible. You could do artwork for, like, thousands of projects. And and be tied up with things, and it's great. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It really is. But I'm a of, the best fan. job I ever had was the original heavy metal film. Everything that came out was second to that because, oddly enough, I wasn't even old enough to go see the film in the theater when I worked on it. When right. it came out, I was still two years younger than I was allowed to watch, go see it. I actually saw it. Two years after it came out at a midnight showing at a theater in North Hollywood, California, and in the theater next to us was Rocky Horror Picture Show, and everybody was acting it out, and they were so loud we could barely hear the film that we were in. So it was hysterical, but I finally got to see it. <laughs> so. so funny. Well, Doctor Who is my favorite, so I did see the picture of what you had online. Um <clears throat> with a red, white, and blue background and all that to it. I mean, that oh, yeah. was that cool. Yep. Definitely. I, I enjoy. I worked on um, the trading cards, a couple of different trading card sets. I designed one trading card set uh, for Doctor Who. I worked on two different books uh, uh, doing artwork uh, for Doctor Who, as well as the fact that I um, worked on a, a trading card set for the BBC out of the U.K., um, and then, you know, your artwork, anytime you do anything, your artwork always floats around. You know, you do something and then, right. you know, oh, it's on the box. Oh, it's on a poster. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And um, remind me when we when we go to the, when we see each other at the show, I also, uh, a lot of times I bring with me um, puzzles and coloring sheets for kids. And I have a oh, Doctor yeah. Who puzzle with original art on it that I give away to people for free. Um, wow. Just because, you know, I, I also had like dinosaurs and things like that. You know, I, I started at entertainment uh, uh, in a very interesting time, early 70s. 
and it was a very mm-hmm. different industry. Promotions were very different. So I give away a lot of trading cards, promo cards. Um, I keep old ones with me. I sign them. Somebody goes, oh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm like, oh, I have a couple of Star Wars cards I worked on. Pop them out of the box, sign them, give it to them, you know, that kind of thing. I have a bunch of handouts, free picks, and I put a candy dish on the table, and, you know, we we ham it up when when we pictures. You know, it's a big deal for me. A lot of times you go to shows and people are like, you know, here's my artwork, and they barely look up from their phone or barely look up from drawing. And, right. you know, it's – it's you go to a show, and I'll, I'll tell you – I'll shut up after this, but I'll, I'll tell you something funny. You go to a show, and say you're collecting Spider-Man comics. So you got, like, mm-hmm. 300, 400 of them in a row. And you go, oh, I'm only missing one. What, what was it? Uh, 112. I'm missing that one. Okay, so you go to a show, you walk up, there it is in the bin, 20 bucks. You don't remember the name of the dealer. After a while, you don't even remember the name of the show or even how much you paid. You just turn around and say, oh, look, I got all four or 500 of them in a row. I just got the last one. This is amazing. That's it, plain and simple. But if you go to a show and you say, oh, I remember that guy. He was fooling around on camera with me. He was pretending to bite my my arm. Or, you know, he did a card trick at the table. He gave me all this free stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's those memories that people take home. And I think that that's a a connection that's going on in the industry right now because a lot of artists say that they're friendly or a lot of entertainers, too, because I I actually know a lot of – actually, wrestlers are fantastic at shows. But I know a lot of entertainers that just sit there. They rest on their laurels. They look good off right. camera. They got long hair and the tattoos, and people want to take their picture and have all these illusions. And they get there, and it's like, stand up, yeah. take a picture, forty dollars, go home. You know, and it's it's exactly. cut and dry. The managers and the handlers kind of ruin it the, for them. But when I go to shows, I give people memories. I fool around with them. I talk to them. And I have a good time, and I've done all kinds of silly things. I throw things at people, and people throw things back. And I have a seven-foot-tall cat in costume that walks around at shows and takes pictures yeah, with Matt. people. Yeah, yeah Matt. My comic. Yep. Yeah. Mac is a Mac is a real-life cat too. And, oh my uh, god, that's good. And, and the thing is, is that people from all over the world ask me for my cards. Do you have the Mac card with Gene Snisky, the WWE wrestler? Do you have, you know, the Mac card with the Batman? Um, a, a friend of mine, uh, David Deventer, plays an Adam West-looking Batman. He's in, insanely close. And wow, there's a picture crazy. of them on a trading card, and people go nuts for that. I've actually mm. run out of cards because people request them so much. Japan, Russia, China, all over the UK, all over the United States and Canada, even in Mexico, people ask me for the cards. I mail them out all the time for free. All I ask is that you cover postage. You can have as many as you want. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. And then on the back of every card, you can download free comic books online. We made a couple of comics never to be in print. They're only for free. So people can get online and free. And, um, you know, it's just the way I am. Promotions was a big deal for me. When I first started, 
doing advertising and promotions years ago, I was learning from guys who were in their heyday in the 50s and 60s. And they were right. telling me stories about the 30s and 40s, the radio plays and the, the, the you know, the Lone Rangers and uh, joining Captain Midnight's club with the Dakota ring all the way down <laughs> to collecting the, the you know, collecting uh, uh, the Campbell soup labels and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Campaigns like, you know, yeah. what would you do for a Klondike bar and on and on and on. Yeah. We're born like that. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. that's... Mm-hmm big deal for me i think that those are the best kind of promotions there was it was community interaction it was public interaction that human quality is so lost now as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every commercial is all about sell, sell, sell. Back then, they didn't have to say the word sell or even mention a price. They just made you buy. They just attracted right. you. They entertained you. Right. Santa Claus, Santa Claus riding the razor, the electric razor down the, you know, <laughs> down the the slopes, the old Naroko, yeah. or um, you know, the Budweiser Clydesdales. People went right. nuts over that. Yeah, has trucks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, those were gorgeous. As a matter of fact, my friend has every one, including the Hess helicopter, which is like incredibly hard to get. Wow. But all of all of those things are amazing. All the McDonald's toys mm-hmm. when they first started, yeah. they were just dumb little things. Just dumb little mm-hmm. things. But the thing is, is that it was public interaction. You you didn't well, just go to Burger King. You wore the paper crown like you were the king. Right, exactly. right. And I think that's you know? what's wrong with the things today, especially with that are trying to uh, make it in film and stuff. And they would approach this in an old-fashioned way of just saying, hey, nice to do this charity, blah, blah, blah. They would probably see the numbers rise, I mean, because that's the way it used to be. Yeah. You know, you, well, princes, you, you gave away to stuff. to my wife you, and my agent's dismay, I give away too many things. And I, I talk <laughs> a little too much. I fool around a little too much. You know, settle down. Don't do that. You know, all of a sudden, get up and start fooling around with somebody, or let's take a picture. I get arrested. Let's like, 
it looks like we're punching each other or it looks like I'm biting them or or blah blah blah. Yeah. Always point at the camera, always a surprised look, always stupid fooling around. Uh, I'll write things on I have a print <clears throat> that I write on. It's a picture of Hulk and he's it, it's it's great cuz it sh- shocks people. It's a picture of Hulk and he's spanking a girl. And <laughs> I always put, like, you know, spanks for the memories, no buts about it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, you know, don't make an ass out of yourself, things like that. One guy <laughs> bought a piece of artwork from me, and he was hysterical. All He ca- he would laugh at everything. Like, you know, uh, the pause between the jokes made him laugh. He was he thought everything was funny. And I signed it, and I said, have a great day, and then underneath, you big jerk. And he thought that was hysterical, and he <laughs> contact with me all the time. You know, and things like that. You can't can't buy that. You can't buy that. Unfortunately, today it's it's you know you know ten dollars a piece, three for twenty five. You can't buy a good memory. You can't buy you know stuff like more. And at least I hope so because I'm not going to stop. You know, um, that's just the way I am. I enjoy fooling around with people. People deserve a good. Yeah. Yeah, and people people are going to remember that. You know, and that's and, a well, good thing. The shows, are, the shows, the conventions are preying upon it because you go to a show and they have an artist alley, like let's say a comic book yep. show, they have an artist yep. alley, and there's 50 artists there. I have a Spider-Man. You have a Spider-Man. Someone else has a Spider-Man. Hey, we all have one. You know, big deal. It's like it's like when you go to a mall and 50 clothing stores are next to each other. You know, and like a frog, you're going from pad to pad. So it's like big deal, but when you know when you go to a show, it's like oh, it's like sixty dollars to get in, and then forty dollars to get an autograph picture, and twenty dollars to get you know a photo with the star, and you have to get there on time, and then a VIP ticket's fifty dollars more, and you get a figure at the door. You know, to some collectors that's gold, but to the majority, they feel like they're being ripped off. You know, right. a good show. Right. $10-$15, it caters to, you know, one or two niches at a time. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say which one because you're obviously doing a show too, but there's another show that's got um, a very cheap admission, um, and they were talking about having wrestlers at the show, and someone questioned, and they said, well, you have to understand, this is a pop culture show. And I chimed in, and I had said, you know, wrestling is like the embodiment the physical embodiment of comics. There's good guys and bad guys. There's costumes. There's outrageous names. Oh, you're watching a battle right in front of you. Regardless, you know, people talk about, oh, wrestling's fake, but look at how beautiful ballet is, and it's the same damn thing every night. So, you know, pop culture is a big deal. But some of these shows are charging a fortune, and... One example, and then I'll shut up about this. I went to Wizard uh, a couple of years ago in Philadelphia. I get invited every year, and I very much enjoy Wizard. And um, one guy came, or excuse me, one lady came up to the table, and every time you get like a VIP uh, pass, you get a badge. So like your badge might show like Back to the Future, so you get to have pictures with the the the, the cast, and you get uh, take photo with them and uh, you go to their exclusive panel and you get the shirt or whatever the hell, and they're very expensive. So this woman walked up, and she had like seven badges on her, 
And I'm like, oh, my God. I looked at her. I was freaked out. Like, I don't really get freaked out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaked out. And um, she's got Doctor Who, and she's got the Avengers, and she's got Shatner, and she's got uh, Gene Simmons, and she's got whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's like a ton of stuff. How much do those cost? And she's like, well, this is 300 and this is 750 and the Avengers experience is 1200 Oh, my God, it's like you paid $8,000 for all that mm-hmm. stuff. And wow. it just blows my mind, you know. It, it does. I, I, I applaud fans for, you know, the tenacity and the, the you know, and, I, and the appreciation because I would be nowhere if I didn't have people, you know, take an interest in one thing or another. But I think right. today a lot of shows are taking advantage. Not that I'm saying Wizard does. They put on a beautiful show. And not that I'm saying anybody in particular, but there are a lot of shows out there that take advantage. And a lot of the stars get ripped off as much as the fans get ripped off. And it's a shame. Well, a and that, show that's like, hard well, when we put the Parafest together, I mean, the whole idea was certainly a foundation that needed the funds. And um, yeah. I wanted it to be where it was affordable. You know, I mean, there's so many, like, different events out there that we can go to, but not at 50, 65 bucks a ticket. I mean, you can't, well, you can't spend that, but for $15 to get in a day and hang out with these people and, and, and all that $15 is, is something that people can afford. I mean, that's, that's the other as an thing. Outsider, as an outsider, let me tell you about your show. First of all, it's very affordable. Second of all, it's in a really nice location, which is really good. You have a mm-hmm. you have a nice lineup between the fact that people can go to vendors and purchase items that might be of interest to them, as well as the fact of you know your 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 speakers and all of your guests that are there. Um, it keeps it within the genre. So somebody who's right. interested in quote unquote para would be very interested in going. It's a very big attraction. You're putting on uh, something that, uh, it's like a street fair. You know you're going to go there and you're going to buy, you know, pizza, ride the ride, throw up that pizza, try to win a stuffed dog, go home happy, and you're done. And that's what something like this is. There are other shows where they invite, like, you know, like like an extra from one television show and you know oh i was you know this guy and here's a comic book pro and then there's a guy who's a singer and you're looking at it and you're going why are you inviting like five different people from five different industries oh we're trying to attract people from all over well i'm not going to pay 90 dollars to just see one guy when i can go right. you know one show I, I hate to say this and i i don't want to be mean to anybody certainly not pull the rug out from under me because I make a lot of appearances and I really enjoy it. And I'm thankful for both sides of the table. But the thing is, is that if you hold out, you'll see many of these uh, smaller to medium entertainers and guests at local shows. Because I was at a big show and like 10 huge stars. I mean, it blows my mind. You can go up and get them to sign stuff, take pictures with them. It was a beautiful show. A little expensive to get in, but worth it. And then the funny thing is, within the next month or two, those same guys were like at St. Something's Church, $1 to get in, and they're just sitting at the table. 
Like mm. uh, my friend runs a show in uh, New Jersey, Jersey Shore Comic Con, and she has like huge comic book stars. It's like three bucks, four bucks to get in, and there's like twenty big artists there. You could go yeah. to the same type of lineup for like forty, fifty dollars to get in. It's amazing. So, yeah. it, you know, it's upsetting in a way. Uh, I appreciate fans more, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. why we, the, you know, we had a couple things that, you know, that are kind of against first. It's, it's February, but, you know, it, it's just anybody and everybody to be able to afford to come to the event. So oh, that's yeah. why I looked at it at 15 bucks. I mean, or 20 bucks for the whole weekend. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's really cheap. Get to come and, and, and it's like a little mini carnival, you know, you come mm-hmm. and you check out right. people and, you know, you get well, to meet people and bacon and it's great. If it's in your interest range, any show, no matter how much you pay, is worth it. Because if it's in your interest, nice. fans will crawl through broken glass to get something that they want, regardless right. of what it is. Your show is affordable, very super focused, and I think that's a, a great attraction. And uh, it's it, it, to me, it's well put together. I've seen the site a number of times. It's well put together. And Bigfoot stripping is the best thing of all. So before we before we run out of time, I mean, I you have a ghost story. Or well, something I ran out of time a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to meet you, Rusty. You much fun. He yes, fits in he with does us. Fit in with quite well. Yes, yes, yes. He does. So you had a you had a ghost story for us. Oh yes, I have to tell you something. It's pretty cool. So this was a couple of years ago. Now I have to set it up for you. I was born in a, to a humble family in a log. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a, a really I have a really bad back injury that I had gotten from wrestling. So it causes me. Um, a lot of problems with walking, and, and my right leg I bandaged up. So it's, it's a little hard. So I sleep sitting up. So we converted our living room to a bedroom so that we didn't have to walk the stairs every night, you know, for the master bedroom. So this is a very old house that I live in, in uh, Pennsylvania. And we were, it was, it was about 2 in the morning, and I have a terrible time sleeping, like terrible time. So I'm sitting there in the chair, and I got the blanket over me, and I hear some noises, and I'm thinking, you know, goddamn cats, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I look around, and nothing going on. All of a sudden, a, a bright light was on in the room, like a, like a haze. And I'm like, oh, damn, my wife's name is Tara. I said, damn, her phone's going off, or one of the – fucking cat stepped on the PlayStation button or something, and the TV went on. And I look, and it wasn't any of those things. In the, This is a very big room, by the way. Think of a large living room. This is a very big room. We're in one corner, and on the opposite longer corner was this bright light, like hazy light. And I wasn't, no medicine. I wasn't half asleep. I wasn't dreaming. I looked over. And it's just this floating haze. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, okay, this is something's got to be going on. There must be something going on outside. No, the curtains are closed. 
and I'm looking, and the more I look at this haze, it literally looked like a face, the size of a regular face. It wasn't like a giant face or anything, because then I would have just said, okay, fuck the house, I'm moving. But I looked at <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, um, it, there's like a face in there. It's like somebody is in the light. Mm-hmm. And I was totally, like, it, it, it was a little freaky. You know, you keep thinking to yourself, you know, I'm going to get up and attack it, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not going to run away, you know, bullshit. So I'm like, looking at it, I'm totally speechless. I turn to Tara and I say, Tara, wake up, look at this. And she wakes up and she looks and it was gone. And to this this day, I have tried a million ways to explain it. I thought it was reflections of headlights on the glass, of the pictures hanging on the wall. It was the moon. It was the curtains parted in some way. Something Mm -hmm. went on, like the cat stepped on something or whatever. Nope. It was this literally white haze about the size of a hula hoop, and it literally looked like a, a face. Um, I have to t- make a guess and say it looked like a lady's face in the haze. Wow. Hmm. And it, it was very unusual to me. I I, I, I just, you know, I would have liked you... to have said a million things, you know, who's there, you know, or what's going on, or <laughs> blah, 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 or, you know, you, pull out. Did you ever you think know. about drawing it? You know, I, I it's it's a very odd, it's a very odd thing. It's kind of like. You almost drown and you're afraid to go swimming again or you get knocked off a horse and you don't want to get back on. For some reason, I just never really had the the ambition to draw it. I, I just never really thought about it. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I never really uh, – seriously, anyway. If you draw it, that means it's true. It was very <laughs> odd, very odd. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Maybe. some pretty unusual things. Uh, most of them in the mirror, but I gotta say, this was uh, um, this was very unusual. Hmm. So, so. It, if you think about it, was there one person that it like reminded you of? Or- you know, that's a hard thing too because I, I, I there was only like the shape. I couldn't mm-hmm. if I could see more. Or if there was more definition, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I could say, oh, you know, it's grandmother or it's mother or it's, it's you know, someone who was blah, blah. You know, you, the first thing right. you think of is, oh, somebody died in the house, you know, or something like that. But I, I it just was a, a strange occurrence. It happened one time. Never saw the person again. Never saw the haze again since it was just unusual. It's so funny because that's exact. So I had something very similar to you. I just I I was driving down one of our roads, our local roads here, and I was getting off of from the main highway road to the feeder road, and I have you know you have to when you're merging look over your right shoulder, and mm-hmm. I look over my right shoulder, and I see this face just there, like hovering in my back seat. Oh. And I quick turned my head and I'm like, okay, that was your imagination. That was just a shadow. It was the glare from the sun. It was everything. And I kept trying and trying to like talk my mind out of it. 
And I just kept coming back to the same thing. That was my dad's fucking face. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There, in my back seat, I just saw my dead dad, and I said, okay, dad, if that was you, you need to tell me that was you. You know, you need to use these songs on the radio. Well, it was during a song. It was the same song. I get to the grocery store and I park the car. So I, I remind my dad, I said, dad, if it was you, you tell me that it was you. Well, there was a song on when I got in the car and it was Imagine Dragons. And I'm just near the end of it. And I really didn't pay. I'm like, oh, could this have been my song? And I'm like, because it should be like the first one. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, dad. I don't, I don't think this is the song. And so I listened to the next couple of few songs. Okay, Dad, and I'm getting closer to home. And I said, that wasn't the song. I said, what, what was the song? Because I didn't get it. Imagine Dragons comes back on the same exact song, Thunder. Wow. In the song, now mind you, I mean, it's only been a few songs right. since it was on. And that doesn't happen. We both know that. Yeah. They don't play it within four songs, right? And um, it literally says, so this is what I heard. I was sitting in the back seat. <laughs> Listen, I can't do the tune. And what it says is, you were sitting in my back. You were sitting in the back seat. But I heard literally while the song was playing, I was sitting in the back seat. And I about shit myself <laughs> because you, no matter what verbiage you say, you cannot tell me that that was not my dad telling me he was sitting. <laughs> They're floating his face around my back seat. <laughs> Heather, Heather oh, Palermo, she up there. She goes, at least it wasn't Lionel Richie going, hello, <laughs> okay, so it's the, me you're looking for. So the funny part is, last <laughs> night, my son was listening to that song. I was on the phone with one of my friends. And and my friend goes, is he singing Lionel Richie? I said, <laughs> hello. <laughs> there is. That's so funny. My son is 15. It's funny for a kid to be singing Lionel Reed, right? Yeah. I I have. I never. I. I, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. 
I don't always have I don't have experiences like that. Like I, I wanted, I want, I wanted to like you know like like the horror movies you're driving. It's like I'll always like look up in the mirror to see if there's something in the back seat. I do it like okay, so one of these days in this back road, I'm gonna see something. I'm driving. <laughs> of course, this two hour driving there. Okay, you know I hear banjos. Um, <laughs> Listen, and then, Jesus, and I look up the back. In the mirror and in the back window is, I don't know, <laughs> something terrible is going to eat me or something. You know, Jesus, you're so I use that and I usually put my floor and I'm driving a little faster. It's like I got to get where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Imagination is a great thing. Yeah. What were you saying, Rusty? I'm sorry. Getting, getting messages from the great beyond is uh, yeah. something that I always thought was kind of interesting. I, I, I actually listen to uh, people who talk about stuff like that. I was eating uh, breakfast one time, and I was reading something, and I see, ooh, but it was my Cheerios. They all circles, you know. So. <laughs> uh, the, hard part about, the hard part about believing in para of any kind, of any kind, is that people associate, you know, they, they they think to themselves, oh, it's bullshit. You know, there's no such thing. I never dismiss anything. I, I always tell people, um, being in comics, being in, in film has taught me one thing. You don't make fun of somebody else's enjoyment. You don't make fun of someone else's experiences. You can personally not like something, um, but I never... I never crap on anybody's parade, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've, I've gone to some cool uh, horror shows and, 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 and um, you know, uh, paranormal shows in the past, and I enjoy them. Um, I think the people are great, and I think the experiences are great. I have some uh, really good friends that do writing and do films and, you know, the podcasts and on and on and on. And uh, I always tell people, you know, don't dismiss something so quickly um, right. because if it means something to the person, even if it doesn't mean anything to you, look at mm-hmm. how much it inspired them or look at how much it caused yeah. them to take pause in their life. That's something you right. can't really get, you know, that's something you can't get rid of. And it's not something mm-hmm. that you should easily dismiss. Right. So, you know, that's, I, I, that's just, you know, that's just the way that is. And it's true. But I mean, anyway, I don't want to talk years off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I I literally have to do that for a living, and I get a lot of roles. I get a lot of oh, great, and I get a lot of people. Well, then when it comes down to the skeptic that doesn't believe me, and I've just given them some shit that I would have no idea, hmm. and yeah. they're like, "Holy shit! How did I, you?" Do I like that? those being in the paranormal. I like those. Yeah. You know, you've done it where you give a lecture and you, you talk about the possibilities. And then at the end of the lecture, that person comes up and says, you know, it's interesting, but I think you're full of shit. It's a crock of shit. Oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's funny that they take my card. Right. It's like, there's something right. in my house. Can you come to my house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, so there's something in my house. I think it's trying to give me a message. It's terrible and it's disgraceful, and I can't wait to divorce her. You know, it's one of those type of things. You please come and get rid of her. So. Oh God, that's so funny. The, the thing is, is the thing is, is that 
you know, skeptics skeptics are are literally what makes your business better. Right. If you can disprove right. somebody, uh, if you can disprove somebody, or if you can say something that'll spark an interest, you know, para mm-hmm. is one of those topics where there's 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 it's it's like a highway with many lanes. You know, right. it's, it's going in the same direction. There's there's more to it. You know, I can't say I believe in everything. I've I've literally, you know, heard and seen just about everything. Going to shows and being in film, people always, you know, sit around with a beer afterwards and tell ghost stories and on and on and on. Especially in the theater, when you do theater, there's a lot of, you know, superstition and supernatural things on and on and on. Oh, you know, the ghost of this and someone died here and there was a fire mm-hmm. in the theater. Blah 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 blah. You know, but it's 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 a tradition. It's a strong tradition, and and um, I think that yes. people dismiss it too quickly. You know, mm-hmm. I don't dismiss anything. I, I even if I don't believe something, they believe, and that's all that counts. Yeah. You I listen to everybody's story. I don't. I don't knock anybody. There's no reason to knock people. I agree. Well, that. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is like you know the back in the. In, let's say the 1800s, you know, people would talk, there was, there was inventors that talked about certain things and people would look down for it or, you know, whatever, but look at today versus the 1800s, some of that stuff that they believed in actually came true. You know, we actually have right. them now. So you well, can't just toss it aside, you know, we've gotten past the, the, the faith and we've supplemented the faith with things like electronics, you know, there was no, right. you know, meters there were no recording devices so when people had experiences back then they had a genuine experience and then through oral tradition you know they would <laughs> tell ghost stories and they would you know oral on and tradition. on and on it was always you know the the ghost train or you know the the horse that that kept galloping or the headless rider or something like that you know now obviously they're born from something you know it mm-hmm. could be like the you know, you caught one that's like six inches long, and pretty soon it's like Jonah and the whale. So then you turn around and, and look at today, and people have the ability of proving and disproving. And obviously, when the speculation comes, you might have the best proof of something, but unfortunately, people's tastes in, develop and mature in both directions. So back then, a skeptic could be scared by a story. Today, there are skeptics that, you know, oh, that's disgusting, blah, 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 but yet they'll watch, like, these gory horror movies and be terribly entertained. I can't watch one of those. They, like, they they, they, they just freak me out. But it's funny because I get hired for a lot of, you know, I get hired for a lot of uh, horror stuff. So, Whatever. I still draw it. I just don't like it. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I was going to say that like, with every story, there's 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 truth. Look at neurons and stories from the past. I mean, it, we were, I was raised in every story and every fairy tale. There's a, there's an ounce of truth. So, you know, and I say that a lot. I mean, that's it's true. You never know. Yeah. Listen, there's, it's got to there's, there's there's the roots. Are are what makes the plant. You know, you can look at you can look at 
anything above ground and say blah, 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 blah. But it's the right. roots that tell the story. It could be a bump in the night. Well, okay, maybe it was just a bump in the night, and the story grew over time. But somewhere that bump in the night is something. It was a speed bump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, there were, actually, there were two bumps in the night, and I married her. But, um, um, but the thing is, is that, you know... The thing is, is that I never, I never make fun of anybody. I, I just don't. It's just the way it is. How long so, have you been married to your wonderful Tara? Uh, twenty-one years now. Ah, nice. that's amazing. Congratulations. Do you have chitlins? Thanks. It was the best five years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Do you have kids? Or boys? Four, four boys? boys, nine cats, four boys, nine cats, one dog. So his pencil works. <laughs> yeah. How how old are your sons? Uh, twin, twenty six year old, a nineteen and oh, an eighteen. Oh Lord, those are you can tell when the cable went out around here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have two boys that are twenty one and a half months apart, and oh Lord. Wow. How old are they? They're um, my youngest. Just literally a couple weeks ago, turned fourteen, and my fifteen is going to be sixteen at the end of March. Oh, that's awesome! Great ages. Oh my Great god! Ages. Let me tell you. I love the little ones, but when they get to be teenagers and stuff, it's great because then you can take them every place. You don't have to hold their hand. You know, you can have good conversations, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, I I enjoy it. I wish I could push a magic button and go back, you know. I have a lot of fun with my my. And obviously, I'm more like... Pokemon. Well, I do. I do like weird... (laughs) Goofy things like Pokemon Go, I play and <laughs> and I, but I always loved animation. Like mm. we we grew up with them. I have a twenty seven year old daughter though too. She'll be twenty seven and a half soon. Um, God, you, oh, you don't look old enough. Thank you so much, Rusty. You're my new favorite. <laughs> oh, jeez, what else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch! But I'm she knew I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Heather, Heather she's like, I don't have no cats. Cat. She, she's got nine cats. I, I have a 15 pound Alaskan Malamute. That's my kid. Yeah. No, I have. And he, uh, he's 42 years old. Yeah, my boys my boys do some crazy stuff, though. You yeah, know that. Yeah, your kids are they're, nuts. They're funny. They're yeah. funny kids. Yeah, they they fell off the funny bone and. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to say. You see, you're supposed to say, it's like a double take. You're supposed to say, wow, I have some funny kids. That's why I don't have pictures of them in my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) They're the best kids ever. I imported them from another country. (laughs) I can't imagine what my life would be like without kids because I only have a month to live. That kind of thing. Hey, I love my kids. I found them at the movie theater, and they've been with me recently. Yes, yes. I don't know who's them, but they're mine now. <laughs> I heard the doorbell. I opened the door, and there they were. They said hi. 
were like little stray puppies, little stray kitties. Yeah, with big black eyes. They were the black eyed children. Uh, yeah. Maybe they were. No, I'm just kidding. My sons are my, my sons are a handful, and they're quite hysterical. I popped a pimple, and there they were. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier in the chat. That's so gross. gross. <laughs> like I, I wish my kids would never grow up. That's why I froze them long ago. That was funny. For fifty dollars in ten minutes, I have a million children all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the best kids in the world. <laughs> you never hear a peep out of them. They're always in the basement sewing purses. <laughs> hey Mark. Oh God, it's so freaking funny. I could get worse. Oh God. Let's let's okay. <laughs> Every time I I was going to say, so that's a great popsicle. <laughs> they're oh my God. so they're popsicles, uh, right? Uh-huh. I'll swallow them, bad bitches. <laughs> it's like, hey, would you like to come along? I have some candy-coated kittens in the van. <laughs> you, you just need that music from, like, the ice cream truck. That's oh, what you need. I can't do it. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Zippy <laughs> clown music. There you go, Rusty. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. You know, I was a clown at one time. I used to I used to juggle balls too, but I got arrested for doing it in public. <laughs> oh God, that was just terrible. There now see that that must be his favorite hero all time, Godzilla. He really was. <laughs> he really was. Ah! If I could inquire Godzilla and like my real life I would <laughs> oh <laughs> Robert said, come out a bit frigid Ted <laughs> yeah <laughs> the ice cream trucks down down there like, He's, so, like, our that, friend like that old uh, like that old Rodney Dangerfield joke one of my favorites from years ago he said hey the other night I made love to my wife for an hour and three minutes that was the night that we set the clocks ahead an hour <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> three minutes. Said, hey, let's try. She said, "Hey, let's try something new. How about the missionary position?" She stayed here, and I went to Africa. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I cannot wait till you're here. It's going to be great. I'm actually, I'm actually there right now, but you can't see me. You're right. You <laughs> John Cena, you are... can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so, so we have an invisible John. John right. Mm-hmm. He's really invisible, right? Right. Well, we can see invisible John. So well, I do I have a question. All I can say is if you're ever really feeling amorous and you hear kicking and scratching and biting at the door, just let Heather out. (laughs) (laughs) Heather. So I (laughs) – Pennsylvania, are you in? Uh, Near near Scranton, very close to Scranton. Scranton. So have you been to Gettysburg and stuff then? Yeah, and uh, my wife is very much into, um, uh, uh, you know, Civil War and Revolutionary War, so she's she's uh-huh. huge about the area. We passed through there on the way back from a show, and um, the battlefields were amazing. We actually stopped off at this little store, and they had um, uh, uh, bullets and pellets. They had buttons and pins that were from uniforms, and they had swatches of, like, uh, uh, insignia. It was amazing, um, all the stuff that they had for sale there. I, 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 incredible. It, it, it amazes me all the stuff that you can see and, and find there, to be honest. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having – you just – no, you have to hit it quick once. And then it'll bring. Okay, now go to the like and hold. That. Ah, there he goes. Okay. Look, can just. Yes, go to the light. <laughs> Didn't you ever find that weird, like, <clears throat> in movies, like in the beginning, she's like, "Don't go to the light, don't don't go to the light," and then towards the end, when they have to say, "Go to the light, go to the light." Go to the light, Caroline. All I can think of is like. I always thought to myself, how funny would it be if somebody made a film and they say, "Don't go to the light, don't go to the light," and then you wait a second. And you hear some guy trip and fall and be like, son of a bitch, I can't see you. There's no light. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. John is in agreement. He goes, that would be so funny. And Heather says, Heather <laughs> says to you, Mr. Rusty, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> First she said, hello. Is it not me? Not God. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, listen. Has anybody ever has anybody ever said anything about um, having para experiences where uh, there was a certain smell that that yes. brought yes. it about? Yeah. Yeah. I I yes. I just heard that the other day. Believe it or not. It was usually yeah. after chili and beans. <laughs> 
You're so crazy. I was at Taco Bell and <laughs> it was a tube, I swear. No, 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 no. Teddy and I have done investigations together. Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden, in you this the- one particular house, I would be like, do, do you guys smell that? Yeah, you get either a, an odor of like a perfume yeah, or perfume, cigarettes, cigars. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. You we watched like some that. show one time where they were saying that they smelled, um, they smelled uh, uh, roses. And it was like an yes. old hospital. It was like an a hospital. It was... It was fascinating. My wife watches all of that. I I actually don't really have very much time um, for for things, especially now because uh, this is a very busy season right now. I'm in the middle of like five different things, literally, at the same time, and it's it's very hard. But she watches a lot of that, and um, it's amazing some of the stuff. It really is, which is why I said yeah. I never dismiss anybody's anything. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's and that's that's the whole thing. That's the way it should be, you know. So. Well, it's pretty crazy when several people can pick up that same exact smell at different times. They yeah, and, weren't and with each other. And when you don't when you don't mention it though either, it's like, yeah. hey, you know, it's like I just went through that room and I smelt that. Did you know? Did anybody else? And they come back and they tell you exactly what they smelt. But you know, like Robert says, whoever smelt it dealt it. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it is, uh, believe it or not, it's time it's to go already. We have had such a great evening with you, Russ. It's a pleasure having you here with us. Yeah, just I tell me to... when the show starts. I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all warmed, I'm all warmed up. Let's go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're raring now. You're yeah. raring. I mean, but it's yeah, I'm thing. Listen, I just need to say this. Tobey Maguire series was my favorite of the Spider-Man series that that have been out. I know there's what three different ones right, that have been right. out now, but Toby has been my favorite, and it's my son's favorite as well. well. I'll tell you the reason why, real quick. I'll tell you the reason why it was why it was so popular. He didn't just look like the character; he mm-hmm. acted like it. See, the thing about right. doing super films and the thing about doing you know comic book films, anything. It doesn't matter if it's the Lone Ranger or it's Batman. Let's take Spider-Man. There's Peter Parker, and then there's mm-hmm. Spider-Man in the costume. Batman. There's Bruce Wayne, and then there's Batman. They have different personas. Peter Parker right. doesn't run around and and fight. He doesn't swing on webs. He doesn't make silly banter. He's a shy kid who's got right. problems. Bruce Wayne is very uh, demure and very laid back, and then Batman is very ferocious, and he's of the night. Finding an actor that has the qualities of both characters and can act them well is is mm-hmm. what really makes the production special. Because I thought that Michael Keaton playing Batman and playing Bruce Wayne was phenomenal, but I so did not like I didn't like any of the Christian Bale uh, Batman movies. I thought that he no. was awful uh, with the voice. I didn't think that he acted good as Bruce Wayne. I didn't I think that the Batman was with the watermelon helmet was was good. I thought it was all nonsense. It would have been good if it was the spider or if it was the spirit or somebody of the night darker because the Joker was a terrorist and mm-hmm. it yeah. all out of character, all out of character, in my opinion. But those Spider-Man movies, Toby was both <laughs> Peter Parker and Spider-Man. 
and, and your art and, was fantastic for it. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It was I I very much enjoyed. I, let's put it this way: talent aside, skill aside, all the BS aside that people say, I was very lucky to be a part of some of the things that I was a part of, and that was one of them. <laughs> Robert White's like, could you imagine Mr. T Batman? Listen, I've had so Robert and actually Eric was on here, but I think he went and watched Mm -hmm. watched Stitches. Mm -hmm. But Eric was on here, and both of them were saying like uh, Toby McGuire was uh, well. Robert says Toby McCryer. Shut up, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I wanted to say something about that. It's like like I I don't know who has this plan Batman now. I do, but I can't think of his name. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm terrible with. Oh, I know. He played Uh, the Phantom too, or something like that. No, it was. um, Oh, Jesus! I know this. Um, Matt is his friend. They're from Boston. Yes. Mm. Yes, that's who the last one was. Affleck is playing now. No, Affleck. No. Yeah, no. Ben Affleck. Just came out. It's Affleck. Ben Affleck. And all I can think of is that. Yeah. Ben Nipples. <laughs> all I can think of is that stupid duck. Affleck. Yeah, there Affleck. you go. But yeah. yeah, but but and I don't like him playing Batman. I think that Michael Keaton played the best Batman there was. But as well, I go yeah. to the Joker, I think the best Joker that I've ever seen. Heath Ledger. No. No, really? No, no, no. You don't think so? I think he was good. He's no. probably number two in my mind. You have Nicholson. Uh, Jack Nicholson, I think, made the perfect yeah, Joker. Yeah. I really do. He I was really, phenomenal. Think, yeah. Again, I think the reason that he played a good Joker was because they played they had him as um the the character before the Joker and he was yeah. a different personality. See, when he was the the character before the Joker, he was a, uh, a gangster. He was very raw. He was very selfish. He was very turned into himself. And his Nicholson played that part perfectly in many productions. Then when he put on the facial makeup and he started acting crazy, he was warped from being dropped in the soup and had the yeah. you know the craziness going on with Jerry Hall as the gun mall and on and on and on. Right. Then he put right. that character. And I think the reason is is because you get a good actor who can do both. Right. Because one of my favorite lines by him was, wait till they get a load of me. Wait. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, but, I thought that. I often say that in front of the mirror, but then I close my robe real quick. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I love Heath, Heath Ledger. Heath too. Ledger was good. It's too bad that they took his life, so, you know. Well, the only thing it. that I didn't – I liked Heath Ledger as a, as, as a character. I thought it was great, but I didn't like the way that the Joker was written in that movie because, to me, he was a terrorist. The Joker, right. was, the Joker is a fiendish – and devilish person. He he basically right. kills to get people out of his way. He does crazy things that cause killing. He he does things to get at Batman. He's Batman's alter ego. That's right. that's basically the way it is. You know, Batman is very somber and you know, here he is, why so serious, you know, blah blah blah. But it was a very big turn and it, yeah. it didn't 
jibe with me. I looked at it and I said to myself, you know, everything that he's doing is so counter what Jack Nicholson, Cesar Romero, blah, 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 even Mark Hamill did as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that I the know. Joker was on on uh, Suicide Squad. I, I thought the Joker there was terrible. I didn't like well, him I don't whatsoever. Like any of all that new stuff, all that new stuff just burns me. I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't even, I, I don't like it. I'm sorry, but I just think that um, this is a conversation for another time. But I'll be honest with you, I just don't really care for modern stuff. I haven't bought a mm. brand new comic since 2000 because, in all honesty, they're just reading. Well, Rusty, it's been great to have you here. Um, I, I love the stuff that you worked on, like Heavy Metal, Spider-Man, Captain America, um, even The Walking Dead. But Doctor Who was the one that got me because that's that's one of my <laughs> favorites. So you better bring something Doctor Who-ish with you so I can, you know, purchase it from. So yeah. um, <clears throat> that was great, you know. And uh, yeah, like- Heather. I did like Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Cat Pfeiffer Woman. and yes, Catwoman, yeah. Yes, but, mm-hmm. all right, mister, well, thank you so much for joining us, and I'm, I'm so glad me. that I had to remind you, because I did, I reminded him, I said, hey, you're on our show tonight, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, I'm glad you said something, because I forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I have kind of an odd schedule. Uh, sometimes I'm I'm up very early and run the day. Run the what? It depends on it depends on the project. Like right now, I'm on five different projects, and I have to right. like constantly switch. So. Right. All right. Well, thank you again, and we're looking forward to seeing you in February. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you, and I can't wait to see you. Oh, it's really in- nice meeting you guys. Yeah. And, uh, I All hope right. I hope you both again with your clothes on when we see you at the show. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Us right. too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Us too. That wouldn't be embarrassing. But you wouldn't, would. you, wouldn't know, you wouldn't notice at all because uh, you know, it's just I I'm a I, I always tell people I'm 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 a big guy. Like I'm a I'm a heavy set guy. So you wouldn't notice if I had anything on or not. You imagine <laughs> if I imagine if you go to a show and you wore like like uh, uh, like pink or tan clothing, 100%, and then you see the person from far away, and you're like, oh, my God, is that guy naked? <laughs> <laughs> That's a para show, all right, a para, well, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you again, Rusty. Thank um, we'll you talk so to much, you Rusty. soon. And uh, good night. And um, yeah, uh, um, I don't know. Time to say goodnight. Yeah. Um, Fest, you can run that real quick if you'd like to. And then uh, everybody else, thank you so much for joining us. Wait, but what? Um, um, I was going to say something. Gosh darn it. What? Uh, you can get tickets at paratalkradio.com. Yeah. It's right on the front page. We want to plug that. Um, oh, my God. What was I just going to say? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what a plugging thing. I, 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 I definitely wasn't going to say that. That's okay. Um, Was it something important? February 23rd and 24th, the 5th Annual Rochester Winter Paris makes its way to the Valley Oak Event Center in Geneseo, New York. This year, they're raising funds for Operation Build-Up, a 
501c nonprofit organization that helps our veterans with vehicles and more. You get the chance to meet and greet those from the hit shows such as Get In Afraid, Ghosts of Shepherdstown, A Haunting, Paranormal Survivor, and more. This two-day event will have vendors selling products such as the metaphysical, horror, paranormal, the unusual, products not so supernatural, such as books, lulubra, paparazzi, essential oils, and more. You can even come in and get yourself a psychic reading. So for $15 per day or $20 for the full weekend pass, you can check out all the vendors, meet some TV celebrities, and maybe even gain a whole bunch of the paranormal. So February 23rd and 24th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. The Rochester Winter Parafest 5th Annual Event, Valley Oak Event Center, Geneseo, New York, at 585-243-0500. And tickets are available online at getleap.com and eventbrite.com. All right, and don't forget that next Monday we're going to uh, Sharon Farley from Roland Hills Asylum. She'll be joining us next Monday, and uh, make sure you stick around for that. And, Cindy, guess what? What? Wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. You've been listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday when we bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to our guests, our sponsors, and J. Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, and remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.